Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, it's not something that I or my friends in my late 30s usually tend to think about or talk about all that often, and that's pensions and retirement. But this report out today, it actually affects all of us. And it caught my eye because the Social Protection uh, Committee have recommended that perhaps some people could be able to qualify for the state pension age up to 75. And this is to take into account the fact that, look, life expectancy has increased. We're all living longer. You might say that's a great thing. But how would you feel about having to maybe work that little bit later in life? Dennis Nachbin, the Cahirlock of the Committee on Social Protection, is, is with me on the line. Dennis, who is it, though, that you want to work up to 75? Well, first of all, Andrea, there, there seems to be a confusion of a lot of things here. So let me clarify. The committee uh, made recommendations uh, in 2022 uh, that the pension age should not increase beyond the age of 66. However, uh, when that recommendation was adopted by government, they did allow on a voluntary basis that people could continue to pay uh, PRSI contributions up to the 70th birthday. Now, this would mainly benefit people who had not a, a full PRSI record when, when they reached 66. So they'd end up with a reduced pension. And what the committee did was that they looked at this uh, particular issue. It allows people to continue to pay PRSI uh, for an additional uh, four years up to their 70th birthday. Uh, and we recommended that there should be additional flexibility put in that if someone is fit and healthy, uh, still hasn't got a full PRSI record on their 70th birthday, that they should be able to continue to pay PRSI beyond that date if it's in their interest uh, to do so. So if you uh, want to work mo- longer, Dennis, you can? Yes. So at the moment, once you reach 66, regardless of how long you work after your 66th birthday, you cannot pay PRSI towards your pension uh, to improve the standard of your pension. And particularly women, there are a lot of women who end up at 66 years of age with reduced pension because they weren't in the active workforce paying PRSI for a period of time uh, throughout their lives. They end up losing out as a result of that. Uh, Many of them might take on maybe a part-time job beyond their 66th uh, birthday or are continuing Mm. on in, in a job and they should be allowed to continue to pay PRSI if they so wish, and defer drawing down uh, their pension. Okay, so you're uh, not talking about increasing the pension age for everybody in the country up to 75, but is it the case, though, that the longer you work, the more you'll get? Yes. So the proposal the government is bringing in is that uh, beyond your 66th birthday, if you continue to pay PRSI, uh, that you will get an enhanced uh, pension. But the reality is, when you actually look at the numbers, the only ones that it would really benefit are are people who have not an entitlement to a full pension at their 66th birthday. And the vast majority of people that fall under that category uh, are uh, women, uh, carers, uh, foster parents, uh, stay-at-home parents. They're the ones that are losing out at the moment. And what the committee has done is set out a set of recommendations. This is just one of them, uh, but a set of recommendations that would benefit uh, people that haven't a full PRSI record who would benefit in the vast majority of cases, women. One of those is in relation to 
deferral of their pension if they so wish, which the other one is that there would be an enhanced pension provision for long-term carers. And this is a proposal that the government has already endorsed, that if you are a full-time carer for more than 20 years, that you would be entitled to a contributory pension. And we're saying that should be extended to foster parents as well. Okay, well, stay with us, Dennis, because I I want to to chat to people um, today about this and to get their own thoughts and views on it. Brenda's with us on the line. Brenda, you've been listening to to Dennis. What's your reaction? Is this a good idea? Um, Andrea, first of all, Brenda's there, are you, Brenda? You can hear me okay, yeah. Brendan, Brendan. I think I'll start with Brenda first, Brendan, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're all right. Hang on a second. I I just heard the last bit of what he said. But when something is voluntary, I I have no issue with it. But I do think that it needs to be planned out properly. I don't think we cater for older people working in this country. Um, I think you need to have scaled down jobs. I think you need to have reduced hours. When people are over 65 the probability of them not having, say, something like arthritis or cardiovascular disease or other illnesses is is small. So they're not able for the intense working week. But the other thing I, I feel as well is that if you look at this population of pensioners, when they started out in the workforce, their working conditions were nothing like what the young workers mm. of today have. It wasn't a 38-hour week. Yeah, uh, They often didn't have sick pay. Uh, their hours were much, much longer and, and their hours weren't all credited to them. They weren't paid for every hour they worked. So this generation of old age pensioners have done a huge amount of work at the top end that isn't even accounted for. That's a fair point, Dennis, isn't it? Like the working conditions Absolutely. have improved considerably. Yeah, yeah, Brenda makes a very fair point in relation to it. First of all, just to clarify, someone will pay PRSI if they earn 38 euros a week. So we're not talking about someone uh, working for 40 hours a week or anything like that. Uh, People could take on a small part-time job beyond their 66th birthday that would allow them to pay PRSI and continue to receive credits towards their pension. But Brenda raises a far bigger issue, and this, this is an issue that the committee highlighted earlier on in the year, that there needs to be far more flexibility introduced into the law, that there shouldn't be an automatic ban on people being forced out of employment at their 66th birthday, that that needs to be removed, and that uh, older people should be encouraged to remain in the workforce if they're actively contributing into their employment beyond their 66th birthday. And they shouldn't be forced out of employment, which is the case at the moment. And I think Brenda's right, very correct in what she's saying is that there needs to be flexibility introduced mm-hmm. to facilitate older people continuing. But it's not just older people. We have a situation in this country where we have particularly women who are underemployed because they're in either low paid employment or in in, uh, part-time employment and cannot get access to higher paid employment. And this in the long run is the way to make our state pension far more sustainable okay. in the long term. Would you huge numbers of people with disabilities who are completely underemployed or not employed at yeah. all, and they okay. shouldn't be excluded from the workforce. Brenda, would you, or say some of your, you know, f- friends or, or family members, would you like the opportunity to be able to work longer, to work up to seventy five? I, I think it, it's um, it, it's a very good idea. Like I, I know people who live in America, and they tell me it's it's very common there when you go into a shop or a restaurant or anything to be served by somebody who's over sixty five. 
it's it's part of the the design of their workforce. But I do feel here we've become an ageist society, and I think that in any of the jobs that I've been exposed to or that I hear about, the younger workforce tends to be dismissive of the older workforce, and that is a contributory factor in driving people towards retirement. Okay. Andrea, can I make a point there, and Brenda's touched on it, that the difficulty is in the United States because pensions are so poor, the state pension is so poor, it's not voluntarily that people are continuing to work beyond their 66th birthday. They're forced to do that out of necessity. What we're trying to do here is to introduce a voluntary mechanism where someone can improve their state pension if they're getting a reduced pension maybe getting 200 euro or even less in their pension and that they can bring it up to the maximum pension okay. by getting 38 euros a week but in employment d- uh, to allow them to pay their PRSI. Brendan is, is with us as well on the line. Brendan, do you think we should do more um, to facilitate, if opposed to cater for people really over 65 if they want the option to work for another decade? Yes, most definitely, yeah. But over the years, like the government have been talking about pensions and the shortfall in pension funds for years and they still haven't really grasped it and put something in place. One thing they could do is with all the billions of funding that they have now coming in from the corporate sector is to invest in the wind farms off the rest of Ireland and use that money that the, the money generated from the sale of that electricity would pay the, fund, the pensions in the future. The other issue, I know they've corrected it now, but for 40 years I've worked for Irish companies and not one of those companies have paid towards a private pension. I worked for three English companies and I ended up with a £200,000 pension fund um, from those three companies over a 10-year period. And the same hasn't happened in Ireland. Okay. So you think you think this sort of graduated scheme for who you know could be eligible or apply for it, you think it's not a bad idea then? No, it's not. Well, no, because, well, again, if they're physically able to carry on with the work. I mean, at 65, you're looking at when you're paying your PRSI contributions. That's probably why companies didn't pay it in the past, our pension funds. But that is your pension mm. fund. You're paying into your PRSI as the years you work. And the okay. more years you work, the better pension fund you get. But D- coming now and trying to cut that or take that back, again, I'd, I'd raise the point with Dennis and his colleagues, is you do three or four terms as a TD and you get a pension when you leave. You know, the guards are able to do 30 years service and get a pension. Mm. You know, there's a lot of inequities in it. Um, and then why would they expect someone to have to work in their lifetime, expecting after 65 to be able to retire due to health, due to things, due to quality of life? Um, don't get the pension. And then they're changing it. It's, it's the contract we signed at PRSI okay. is that we get a pension. Okay. D- D- Damien is on the line as well, Brendan. Damien, would you like the option to work a little bit later and get a better quality pension out of it? I, I am very, very happy that I went at 66 and uh, I wasn't forced to, but I was glad to take it. And uh, looking back, I'm uh, very satisfied with what happened. Uh, you use the word want as long as we want to work to 75 and there would be no compulsion, I'd certainly go along with that. Uh, I have had colleagues that died six months before retirement at 65, maybe because they were stressed up with what they were going to do. I heard from pension professionals that 
people went out through the gates of their job where they'd been for maybe 35 years and they hadn't a clue what they were going to do. Now, I'm happy with my choices mm. and I would be very happy for anybody who wants to work on that's healthy to 75. Yeah. I can see that the, the money would make an awful difference to it's them. the choice, you see, uh, isn't it? Uh, yes, the choice. Yeah. And uh, in particular, women that broke service, like my uh, wife, now deceased, she broke service in London at the bank and she lost uh, pension uh, benefits over that. that. That happened with so many people. The, the rule that the uh, wife had to retire uh, from state jobs and mm-hmm. so on, uh, that, was a, that was an unfortunate yeah. penalty and that is being remedied now. I see so it. as long as there's choice. As long as there's fine. choice, yeah, and voluntary. I see a text in from David at 75. People will be wobbling in to collect the pension. I think 65 is the right age, if you ask me. Another listener, people working in office jobs, of course they can work up to 75, but it's those in physical labour positions that can't due to worn joints, weakening muscles, another out-of-touch nonsense government suggestion yet again, says this listener. Um, Andrew wants me to ask you, Dennis, why is it that somebody who never worked a day will be guaranteed the state pension while someone who's worked all of their life mightn't get one if they've gaps in the PRSI contributions. How is this fair? I want to come back on some of the comments that have been made uh, earlier. First of all, the committee in one of its previous reports make it a recommendation that if someone is in a labour-intensive job, uh, you know, where they have, you know, physical labour, that they should be able to get their pension at the age of 60 and not have to wait until 66 What this proposal is that we're bringing forward is at the moment, once you reach 66 years of age, you cannot pay PRSI towards your pension. We're saying that voluntarily people should be able to continue beyond that if they so wish. You see, the people I think, Dennis, that would actually benefit from this are probably the likes of me and my friends and, and my generation Absolutely, because anybody yeah. I know like I started work and most of my friends all started work at 25 so we're a much later you know we're much later entering the workforce because we're well educated we've degrees we've nearly everyone you know has a, a master's level coming out now so you're you're only starting your work job at 25 getting mortgages at 36 that means I'm paying a mortgage till 66 so like there's like like absolutely I know myself and friends that I've been chatting to about this this morning we'll all be working till we're in our 70s what exactly, of the luxury Andrea, and this this is the whole point of it is that that people nowadays need to have that flexibility built into their pension because the cheapest pension that you will ever pay into is the state pension because of the return that you will get uh, on it. You will not get that type of return in a private pension and this is undermining the private pension sector by giving people the opportunity beyond their 66th birthday to continue uh, to pay PRSI uh, into a public pension which pays back far more than they're actually putting in. And it is to provide that flexibility that isn't there, that has denied Damien's uh, um, uh, former wife, who sadly has passed away. She didn't have that flexibility in the past. And we're saying that that flexibility needs to be built into the system as a voluntary mechanism Mm. uh, into the future. Uh, I think that people should be able to make PRSI contributions, whether they're working or not, says this texter. You should be able to pay them through your dole or savings or anything like that. It shouldn't be conditional on you working. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.